We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Wesley, today we are talking about just worship and the God that we worship and the ways that we worship and, uh, you know, even some of the the tools that we can use for worship. And, um, you know, when we started talking about this, Wesley, you said that there was somebody that we just absolutely had to talk to. Yeah. And we have her now. We have her. Her name is Lindsay Parker. Lindsay, I'm glad to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And Lindsay Parker's a friend of my wife and I, specifically my my wife. Uh, my wife and Lindsay went to college together. Y'all, could, you could probably share more about that. And then, of course, I met her the first time at revival at a revival conference at my church, Thirst. And Lindsay, um, how long have you been with Thirst? Um, I have been traveling for three years. Oh wow, three wow. years. Okay, well. For our audience that does not know what Thirst is, uh, what is Thirst? Um, We put on a Thirst conference, which is typically a four-day conference. Sunday starts Sunday, ends on Wednesday night. And it just, um, the whole point of a Thirst conference is to kind of get you thirsty for more of what God is doing, for more of God's Word. And so then if, you know, if we can get those people thirsty, we also do a 15-day revival summit, and you're there for three Sundays and then through the week. So the thirst is just to kind of get them thirsty for um, for what God's doing. You know what's interesting there is that y'all, when, when you talk about this conference, you're also meeting not just on Sundays and not just on Wednesdays. <laughs> and that's what mm-hmm. I love about this conference. When y'all came to our church, it challenged us to make a decision through the other days of the week you know, were we going to set a time where we're going to drop what we had scheduled to be a part of what God was doing? That was a challenge mm-hmm. for us. And, and my wife and I chose to do so. And we're grateful we did. We had a great time. Um, and I just love that. But tell them more specifically, because today we're talking about worship with a little bit of revival and the mix and the conversation. What exactly do you do uh, for for the um, for the conference? Um, what I typically, what I do is I sing in the band, but, um, we have a group that pretty much just takes over the church. So we have, we have speakers and we call them our revivalists. Um, we have a main revivalist and then we have a family revivalist that speaks on marriages and relationships. And then we have a band and, um, specifically a worship leader that leads our band. We have, um, children's ministers all the way. Um, from they teach fourth grade all the way or four years old all the way up through sixth grade. Um, so they're divided into um, Happy Heart City and Base Camp. And then we also have a youth revivalist that um, teaches the youth. So the only thing we don't cover is um, is nursery and babies, but everything else we take over because um, we want all of the church to be fed, especially the staff, because a lot of times on Sunday, Sundays and Wednesdays, they're the ones having to do the work. So. Yeah, you know, and that is one thing that I absolutely love about this conference uh, is that it does give a chance for the staff and for uh, especially the pastor, youth pastor, children's pastor, to kind of take a break um, mm-hmm. and and for them to be refreshed as well. Now, one of the things uh, you said earlier, you'd been traveling for three years. Um, and one thing I don't know that maybe our people don't know yet is that what Thirst does is travels around the country uh, and goes to your local church to put on this conference. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you ask people to come to you, it's that you go to them. Um, And so first off, before we go any further, how 
can people get in contact? How can they get uh, thirst to their church? Um, you can visit our website. It's www.lifeaction.org. Um, and at the top, it'll say um, events or church events. And um, you can find more information there. A lot of it is word of mouth. So, so you know, we went to your church in Tupelo. Um, if that pastor talks to another pastor and then kind of gets the word out there, then that pastor will contact Life Action. Um, we are um, in the Memphis, Tennessee area very often, um, specifically in Bartlett and Arlington. And a lot of those have been um, maybe word of mouth, or there's been a church that we've gone to um, with, with, within the ministry probably five or six times, um, just because they feel like every couple years it's just refreshing for the church. Um, a lot of it is word of mouth. We also send out um, revived magazines, um, different churches, and um, and then people share that with other pastors. And So it's just kind of word of mouth. Yeah. Hey, now that Revive magazine's pretty sharp, TJ. I've I've checked it out. We're gonna have some some competition when we get our engaged magazine out there. <laughs> it's all right. No, it's I'm all, just kidding. We're all on the same team. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Lindsay. What what does a um a thirst l- look like practically for a church? So if a pastor is listening or if a church member is listening right now, um, mm-hmm. what can they expect to happen? You've said you know that the church, that the team kind of comes in and, and takes over, gives the mm-hmm. staff a break. Uh, but what does it look like practically? What, uh, you know, how long do the things last and all those mm-hmm. different types of things? Um, it starts Sunday morning. And so we, we come in and basically the church can set the time. Um, so if their Sunday school is at 9 and church is at 10, 15, we'll meet at those times. Um, we'll meet all together in the sanctuary. We'll have a Sunday night service. Um, the Sunday night service, is always two hours, so it would be like six to eight. And then Monday through Wednesday, it's always two hours. Um, so if it starts at six, it ends at eight. Um, and it typically ends on time um, just to be respectful of the families and stuff. Um, but typically, on, especially on the weeknights, they'll come in, we'll start with worship, and um, the kids will join in, which is really cool. The kids get to be there with their um, parents as we do worship, then they are dismissed and the youth is dismissed. And then um, the main speaker will just um, present the message at that time. And what I also love is at the end, they always do some type of application from that message. Um, specifically with the, the Thirst Conferences, they um, one of the nights they have these cups and to kind of write on the cups, um, just they're talking about substitutes and just, even good things in our life, you know, people and things that we can easily um, substitute for Christ and just to write that on the cup. And then they ask you to go to the altar and kind of pour it out. Um, so they do different type of application things at the end of some of the services. You know, uh, you're listening to Gage Magazine on American Family Radio. We're so grateful you, uh, you've taken time out of your day to, to listen to Engage Magazine. Uh Lindsay, when I was thinking about the conference, you know, one of my favorite parts about it is just the simplicity and the application and the practicality of the conference. That's one thing I told Pastor Mike when he was there. I went up to him and said, thank you so much for keeping this simple. Uh, We actually have an article up on our website called How to Declutter Your Spiritual Life by Jordan Shambly. as how to to declutter your spiritual life. So we ourselves and Engager are talking about this, keeping it simple and and, and what? 
Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? With is that 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 has, it seems to be intentional on y'all's end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we want to make it as simple as possible. Um, just by you know doing the two hours and and a lot of these things are very simple truths. Like we've we've heard these things before. It's nothing that is brand new out of the Bible or anything. It's just you hear someone different speaking on it. Um, you hear it spoken a different way from a different angle, and it can just kind of click with you. And it and it just tells you how, okay, here's the message now, how are we going to apply it? Because a lot of times we can hear messages and we'll walk away and say, that was good, that was good, but there's no, like, let's process that. What does that mean? How can we apply that to our lives? And so we want it just to be, you know, as simple as possible, like um, just um, just loving others as ourselves. Like, what does that look like? And instead of just walking away saying, that was a good message. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think about the the instance with the M&Ms. Uh, mm-hmm. TJ, I'll share with you what happened there. So we're there and the pastor says, who's all got M&Ms? And before the service, they had passed out M&Ms to certain people, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Lindsay, help me out here if I get this wrong. But so mm-hmm. they pass out M&M's. So then the people that have an m and stand up. And then he asked them to come up to the uh, to the front. and Or he asked how many people had given that M&M to someone else. And the person that had the M&M didn't think about giving it to someone else. They well, just held on to it. if you have M&M's, exactly. why would you give it away? Never give M&M's away. That's right. So they held on to it. And then they asked the pastor uh, to come up to the front because he also had an M&M. And he himself didn't give it to anybody. And then he thought about the person with the favorite that, that loved M&M's the most. He asked them to come up to the front. And he said, hey, how come you didn't get an M&M? And he said, nobody gave me one. And he, the whole time he was asking that, he had a bag of M&M's. And he, the, the, talking about the pastor did. Mm-hmm. And he didn't give any away. And it just kind of reminded us. It was a very practical uh, illustration of how we've got the gospel as Christians. And we have God's word. We have spiritual truth. They can change lives. It can it can redirect people that are off the path to get back on the path. Yeah. It kind of restored us to joy of our salvation, not necessarily our salvation, but the joy of it. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about that, and we have that, and it just was like, ah, oh, like we've got that. We cannot hold that in. We can't just keep it for ourselves. We've got to give it away. Yeah, it was and, a great and having that practical illustration there, something that you can remember and and like, stick with you. Like me, I just I remember that was right. two weeks ago, and I remember that it was very practical, very helpful in my life. Yeah. Lindsay, let me ask you this. You've been with these, with these guys for uh, for three years. How has it impacted you personally? Oh, wow. it's uh, It's been crazy good. Um, one of the main things that I learned um, when joining Life Action is just experiencing and learning more about God's grace. And, like, when I heard about God's grace before, I would always think of, saving grace and I was like well I've been saved you know but learning more about daily grace and just how he really just gives you grace in time of need but you have to be the one to cry out um just learning so much about God's grace has been a huge impact in my life and one story I can remember even before I joined um when they came to my church back in 2012 um there was a Sunday morning message on bitterness and that Saturday, right before, um, something happened, and I I was angry at someone, uh, someone that I loved. And I remember the next morning um, listening to the message on bitterness, and I realized I am bitter at this person. I'm mad at what they said to me, mm. how they hurt me, or whatever. And I had to go back to the prayer room, because another thing <laughs> is um, not 
we don't do it all the time for thirst conferences, but we normally set aside a room for a prayer room. Um, and then that way, um, people have the freedom during a message or during an application or whatever, if God is speaking to you, to go get alone in this separate room. There's nothing fancy about it, but just time to get alone um, with the Lord. And so they asked, like, you know, who all needs to go to the prayer room? Um, you know, maybe it's you, maybe you are bitter. And ultimately, all bitterness is aimed toward God, whether you are like, no, it's not. It really is because God has allowed this person to do this in your life. And um, so that specifically impacted me just even before I joined the team. Um, Another thing that I've learned while being on the team is how to deal with conflict. Because it's like 25 plus people on the team. It's like a family. You become a family. So there are times where everyone doesn't get along or you have to deal with conflict just like in any other part of life. Sure. And so just um, learning how to biblically um, approach conflict has been huge, especially this year in my life. Um, and it's like going to the person and then bringing someone with you and just what does that look like biblically and um, what's the right way to do that? And that's been huge in my life too. Yeah, and it's very good that you're learning that now, especially because, uh, and we do want to congratulate you, Yeah, you recently got engaged, right? I did. <laughs> That's awesome. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about how that happened? Okay, so very cool story. Um, within my three years of traveling, uh, my second year, um, we traveled to the small town of Aledo, Illinois, and um, we get there, and, um, you know, great summit. Um, first, the, well, okay, so the family I stayed with is best friends with um, not my now fiance family. And so the first weekend we're there, um, I'll try to make this short. Um, there was a <laughs> wedding at the church. And so normally we get to um, a church on a Friday and we set up on Saturday night. Well, this one was a little different because there was a wedding going on. So we didn't get to set till that evening. And so because, because of that, we had time off. And the wedding party was actually getting ready at where I was staying. So we got to hang out with them, get to know them. Well, um, my fiance's name is John, and his mom and sisters and aunts were all at my host home. So I met them before I even met him. And um, and John has a twin uh, sister, and she one of the first questions she asked me was if I was single and showed me a picture of her brother, and I was like, okay, yeah, not interested in her. <laughs> because I was like, I don't know. People try to set us up with their grandsons, and right? I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And um, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. So the summit goes on. Um, he didn't ever talk to me until like the very end. His mom is the secretary at the church, so I talked to her every day. Little did I know, she was going home talking about me to him almost every day. Um, and so. He, his reasoning of not really speaking to me was he was trying to observe me and see how I interacted with people and everything. So it all worked out that way. But long story short, at the end, he started talking to me and um, we've been doing a long distance relationship for a year now. Um, Which is always difficult. Been, yeah. Yeah. But the Lord has been so good to, in the midst of this year, like randomly being able to go visit him, him come visit me um, and everything like that. And so, um, just a couple of days ago, he proposed. Well, that's well, awesome. That's Thank you so much, Liz Parker. One more time, give us your website. 
Um, www.lifeaction.org. Thanks. And as on, on Engage Magazine on American Family Radio, thank you for listening. You can always check us out at engagemagazine.net where we highlight other millennials in action like Lindsay and Life Action. Keep listening. Till next week, share truth and apply scripture.